107.5 and AM 1240 on this uh, big Monday morning. Of course, September 11th, we remember the uh, people who lost their lives approximately to, uh, 22 years ago on this day. And about this time. Yeah. That's right, about this time. Anyway, meanwhile, football, football, football. We got uh, professional football, NFL news. We've got uh, high school news. We've got state, uh, high, uh, I should say state universities and all who played uh, for their second weekend. But let's crank it up with the NFL. And uh, I don't know if many of you watched that. Uh, I don't know. They called a game last night with the Cowboys and the Giants. Of course, the Cowboys going to win 40 to nothing. And uh, before you could blink your eyes, it seemed like it was 16 to nothing as the Cowboys scored twice on uh, on a blocked field goal and a tipped interception pass. And they go on to beat the uh, Giants at uh, last night uh, 40 to nothing. And uh, the Giants flat out got embarrassed at home on a Sunday night. And the Jets may have to burn some sage at MetLife Stadium ahead of tonight's game. But uh, what a ball game last night. Cowboy fans, uh, you can hear them. And, you know, and a little bit of rain last night, too, in that ball game up in New York. Uh, of course, the Jets uh, go at it tonight. Uh, with the Bills coming uh, to New York. Elsewhere, the Dolphins. Uh, we'll talk about the Saints. We'll have Bob Rose say, we're on. Kind yeah. of bearing the lead here. Yeah, that's right. We'll have Bob Rose on, uh, Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Saints on around 7.45. So uh, plan to be with us. In the meantime, uh, the Dolphins yesterday in a back-and-forth game against the Chargers, Tua Tagovailoa uh, had 466 yards passing, the fourth most ever in a season opener 215 of those yards went to two of uh Tua's uh three TDs went to Tyree Kill who had a big game uh for the Dolphins elsewhere in a late game I should say in the afternoon game yesterday uh mid-afternoon the Eagles topped the Patriots 25-20 Tom Brady makes his return to Foxborough it didn't go according to plan though as New England is now sub 500 uh, 25 and 26 since uh, Tom left uh, New England. Elsewhere, the Buccaneers uh, over the Vikings 20-17, to and Minnesota was the better team, but uh, Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay did just enough to pull off the upset yesterday. Of course, the uh, Saints have to keep an eye out for them. Meanwhile, the Commanders over the Cardinals 20-16, to and uh, it wasn't pretty, but Washington began uh, the post-Snyder era with a win in front of a sold-out crowd at FedEx Field. Elsewhere, the Ravens uh, take down the Texans 25-9, to and uh, this wasn't the uh, 1,076 unique final score in NFL history. But uh, in the meantime, the Ravens uh, get enough and uh, beat back the Texans, uh, with uh, their quarterback. Meanwhile, the Raiders and the Broncos. Sean Payton's first Broncos game began with an onside kick. Yeah, trying to resurrect that magic from the Super Bowl, you kind of get that feeling uh, about it. I don't know if he commented on it uh, to that effect, but when I first heard that he had done that, I'm thinking, really? Yeah, did he call it an ambush? Yeah. I wonder what. But in the meantime, the Broncos fall to the Raiders, 17-16. Elsewhere, uh, the Jaguars uh, beat back the Colts of Indianapolis 31-21 to as Indianapolis hadn't won a season opener. Check this out. Since 2013, was that the year Peyton Manning uh, left them and went on to uh, Denver? And we were still on an iPhone 5 back then in 2013. <laughs> well, he, he also was injured that year before he left Denver. That's he didn't, true. He didn't, he didn't play, play that a game. Uh, that's right. That is correct. Anyway, the Rams uh, over the Seahawks. Interesting game as Puka Nakua, uh, a fifth round uh, out of uh, BYU, had 10 catches for 119 yards in his NFL historic debut. Uh, meanwhile, of course, the Rams, a young Rams team uh, with Stafford at quarterback, looked pretty good yesterday without uh, their big play receiver, Cooper Cup. Elsewhere, the Packers, uh, Jeff uh, Hammond, the Bears yesterday, 38-20. to Every aspect of the game. Yeah, and that was what, like the – the Packers' eighth straight win over the Bears. Uh, and, uh, of course, Rodgers is gone, but it appears the Packers still on the Bears. And uh, Jordan Love uh, had threw three TD passes in that game, had a big game. Meanwhile, the Falcons showing a little uh, scoring ability there as uh, Tyler Algier, uh, 75 rush yards, two TDs, was a surprise fantasy star, but 
the game ball goes to Freddie Falcons' uh, suit. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, Falcons, uh, 24-10 over the Panthers. Of course, the Saints journey to uh, Carolina to take on the Panthers uh, this Sunday. Elsewhere, the Browns, man, I mean, they put a beating on Joe Burrow. He had a brutal day in the rain, 82 passing yards, just six first downs as Cleveland cruised to victory in the 100th battle of Ohio against uh, the Browns and the Bengals. And uh, meanwhile, uh, of course, uh, Joe Burrow didn't uh, didn't take a snap during preseason, and I'm sure it showed yesterday he didn't see the game. Elsewhere, the 49ers all over the Steelers, 30-7, to and San Francisco entered the season as a Super Bowl favorite, and it looked like it on Sunday, dominating Pittsburgh in every facet of the game. Uh, they jumped out to a quick lead, too as the Steelers tried to come back, but Kenny Pickett and company didn't have that opportunity. Anyway, uh, just a lot of uh, opportunities there, uh, uh, of course, in uh, collegiate football over the weekend. Uh, some big games, of course, the LSU Tigers uh, beat back uh, Grambling. Uh, Grambling uh, hung tough for the first quarter. It was 14-10. to 10. I'm sure a lot of Tiger fans scratching their heads, but uh, LSU prevailed. Uh, they go on to win 72-10. to 10. Meanwhile, the Cajuns up in Virginia – just can't get it going uh, against Old Dominion as they drop a, a thirty-eight to thirty-one contest up there. And uh, exciting finish, though. Uh, you know, putting together those what two ninety-plus yard drives and still not enough to win the game. But you had to appreciate the fact that they uh, finished strong. Yeah, and uh, the they got down. I think by two scores, came back. Uh, then got it close again. Then Old Dominion scored to make it 38-24, and the Cajuns come back. Uh, had an opportunity, but uh, wasn't meant to be as they dropped a, a 38-31 game against um, uh, the Old Dominion team uh, up in uh, Virginia. Meanwhile, Tulane takes on Ole Miss. So Ole Miss, t- Tulane has a good lead, uh, 14 to uh I mean, uh, 17-7, then uh, hang on for halftime, then go into the third quarter. Fourth quarter, Mississippi State puts up 20 points. And uh, one guy made just a terrific catch. He made the highlights uh, falling down over his shoulder, a 42-yard catch. They're going to kick a 56-yard field goal, then a sack fumble, pick it up and run it in to make it 37-20. to uh, and that uh, Tulane Michael Pratt doesn't play in the game. I'm sure it meant uh, a lot as a backup uh, redshirt sophomore, uh, Kai Horton, just uh, wasn't able to get the job done. Meanwhile, Magnese uh, in-state schools traveled to Gainesville to take on Billy Napier's Florida Gators. They get hammered 49-7. to Elsewhere around uh, uh, collegiate football, um, some other scores uh, with that um, A&M uh, uh, down, uh, got to beat by Miami, 48-33. Uh, you wonder if Jimbo Fisher has any life left in him. Uh, meanwhile, uh, South Alabama takes down Southeastern and New, I- New Iberian native Frank Selfo, 35-21. La Tech all over Northwest and the Demons uh, from Natchitoches, 51-21. Uh, Southern gets uh, beat by Jackson State, 27-14. to other scores around the state. Nichols gets hammered by TCU up in Fort Worth, 41-6. to While ULM Monroe wins their second uh, this year. They beat uh, Lamar 24-14 uh, to for our state scores around. Uh, trying to see my notes here if I had any other state scores. I'm trying to think if I had any more. But the big game uh, Saturday night, uh, Texas looks all of a, a top team as they beat Alabama by the score of 34-24. to And just when you think Alabama was getting close, they did pull ahead once. But Texas uh, scores late and often to beat back uh, Nick Saban and his Crimson Tide, 34-24. Uh, to Ohio State uh, didn't see much of that game, but uh, they get past uh, Youngstown State. Uh, they looked a little stale. A lot of the Texas fans complaining uh uh, they don't think Ohio State's a fourth-rated team in the country, and uh, I tend to agree with them. Uh, they, they're not right now. No, that's at right. At least according to the AP. Yeah, that's right. So uh, with that, uh, in that, so uh, collegiate football uh, on the rise here, and uh, we're going into week uh, three where the Tigers uh, are going to travel to Starkville uh, to take on Mississippi State. And if you remember, two was it two years ago or – or was it three years ago when Mississippi State uh, threw for like 600 yards? 2020 season. Yeah. It was they, the first game after the national championship win. And, of course, the pandemic. Uh, I threw a lot of 
things uh, off the books in 2020, uh, any schedule that was affected by COVID and all the, the things that went on around it. But then uh, LSU pretty much followed it up with another bad one. So yeah, uh, with that, and uh, I think LSU that year went, what, 6-6, six and six, uh, winning a few games late. Declined a bowl game because they, they self-imposed there. But, but again, nobody wanted to play bowl games yeah. in all those situations. A whole bunch were canceled because of uh, teams and COVID protocols and uh, players sidelined. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, anyway, meanwhile, the Tigers travel to Starkville to uh, see what takes place. I think the last I saw, I think LSU was a 10-point pick up there in Starkville. So, uh, of course, uh, Mississippi State uh, right now, I think they're 2-0 and as the uh, Tigers travel up there. Meanwhile, the Cajuns will uh, be on the road again. They go to Mobile to take on uh, – or excuse me, they go to Birmingham – to take on uh, UAB, uh, Cajuns, last I saw, uh, U, uh, was a two-and-a-half or two-point pick possibly uh, in that vicinity. Uh, we'll see uh, if Coach uh, Mike Desimo's team can bounce back from a, uh, a tough game, a tough loss up in uh, uh, Virginia against Old Dominion. Uh, meanwhile, Tulane travels to Hattiesburg to take on Southern Miss, kind of a little revenge game. Don't think I'm hearing that Michael Pratt, he has a, don't know if he has a torn meniscus or a uh, – but he has a meniscus issue, uh, held out the game against uh, Ole Miss uh, Saturday. Uh, he's a gamer, of course, uh, Tulane looking for revenge. As, uh, Southern Miss was one of their two losses last year over in New Orleans. Uh, Southern Miss beat them 27-24. So uh, Tulane, I think, uh, came out anywhere from a 10- to 12-point pick or favorite for that game uh, Saturday, I believe Saturday afternoon in Hattiesburg, I think around a 3.30 start time. Maybe that was a 2.30 uh, uh, 3.30 East and 2.30. Anyway, that game I think is going to be on ESPNU. The Tigers, I was trying to – I forgot to look that and see what what uh, channel they may be on. They were on ESPN Plus, I think, uh, Saturday. Yeah. Or the SEC Network, I think they might no, have been it was, on. It was on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus, but not on normal cable. Anyway, uh, with that, so this, – This week at 11 a.m. Okay, against us, Ole Miss, I mean Ole Miss, Mississippi State and Starkville. Uh, elsewhere, uh, some of the top 25 games uh, in that uh, this coming weekend. So we'll see uh, Alabama uh, licking their wounds uh, with that. And uh, they've, uh, they've got some issues to answer too, uh, Jeff. It doesn't look like Alabama can run the ball. And uh, they've got no, uh, no major running backs uh, to help their cause right now. And uh, – We'll see how that's going to play out for them. Uh, meanwhile, uh, number one ranked Georgia, uh, they just keep uh, they just keep winning along uh, uh, in that. Uh, like I said, LSU is a ten point pick in that game uh, up in Starkville. Uh, trying to see some other uh, opportunities here. Uh, Notre Dame takes on Central Michigan. Their five touchdown pick as Notre Dame moves up a little bit uh, elsewhere. Uh, Iowa, another top twenty five team, uh, beat their in state rival Iowa State Georgia plays South Carolina Georgia's a four touchdown pick over South Carolina in Athens uh, I just I shake my head at that with that of course Alabama takes uh, Alabama of all things travels to South Florida or to take on uh, the Bulls in Alabama uh, comes in at number 10 Ohio State uh, will face Western Kentucky and over in the U uh, uh, with that uh, as I mentioned, Louisiana Moreau takes on Texas A&M. Boy, Jimbo Fisher is getting a lot of grief right now in that regard. Uh, elsewhere in other uh, games, Louisiana Tech uh, will take on North Texas State to Big Green. Uh, other uh, top games, uh, Tennessee travels to Gainesville to take on Billy Napier's Florida team. Elsewhere in top 25 action, as I mentioned, UL takes on uh, uh, UAB up in Birmingham. And I stand corrected, UAB is a two-point pick in that game. Uh, up in uh, uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Number two, Michigan's host to Bowling Green. They're only a 40-and-a-half point uh, favorite in that game. Uh, just uh, amazing. Uh, Ole Miss, tra- uh, should say, Georgia Tech travels to uh, Oxford to take on Ole Miss. They're a three-touchdown pick in that game. Other uh, top games uh, on that uh, agenda for Colorado, Jeff, uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders' team, uh, didn't get to see, listen to a little bit of the uh, Nebraska yeah, I, game. I watched a good part of it. Uh, it was tight early, and Colorado blew it open. Uh, c- certainly the Sanders kid played well. 
what what bothered me was at the end of the game, fans flooding the field. After they initially held them back, uh, I think maybe to get Nebraska off the field or something, and then they, they crowded the field as if they won a national championship. You know, they're, they're 2-0, and and they've beaten, you know, certainly the, the upset against TCU, but Nebraska is not much. Huskies, my my team plays Nebraska. We're, we're a 12-point dog, but again, it's Nebraska. Yes. Get over it, Colorado. Yeah. Anyway, of course, you know, when you go 1-11 the year before, True. you know, any victory, they've already doubled their victory total from last season at 2-0. and But uh, Coach Prime, I'll tell you what, his son's good, a fine quarterback, too. And a lot of people don't realize his son was highly recruited. And when he took the job at Jackson State, uh, it wasn't uh, any doubt where his son was going to end up playing. And, of course, uh, the young man who was one of the top players in the country, Coming out of high school two years ago, um, uh, the kid that's going both ways for Colorado right now, uh, he was one of uh, the five-star recruits he brought into Jackson State. And uh, Coach Prime uh, right now has Colorado on the run, so they take on in-state rival Colorado State. They're 22-and-a-half-point pick in that game uh, this coming uh, Saturday. I do believe that's a night game up in Colorado at 9 o'clock their time. That's mountain time. So, uh Pretty sure that's going to be at uh, 8 o'clock our time. And uh, uh, that game is going to be on ESPN, too, if you want to watch uh, Coach Prime and his uh, Buffaloes again. Elsewhere uh, with those games this weekend. So uh, college football, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things go right now as uh, as the, the teams, uh, Florida State moves up to number three. They take on, they travel up to uh, Boston to play Boston College. Uh Elsewhere, Kansas State uh, it will be at uh, an SEC uh, team, uh, Missouri. Uh, Penn State uh, travels to Champaign to take on uh, the Fighting Illini. Uh, other top 25 games uh, I'm looking through right now, uh, Utah will take on Weber State. Uh, Duke at number 21 takes on Northwestern. Uh, they won uh, over the weekend, even with all the troubles the Wildcats have had uh, they beat back um, Texas El Paso yesterday. Uh, I think it was a pretty good score, like 41-7 to or something of that nature. So uh, the Wildcats with all their issues in trouble. And speaking of issues in trouble, uh, the Michigan State coach, Tucker, mm-hmm. he's in all kind of trouble. And I've seen – He's been fired. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was fired, I think, was it late yesterday sometime after they suspended him for some form of sexual harassment uh, in that Assistant regard. coach, by the way. Yeah. Not the head coach. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, so um, anyway, um, also uh, we got a little bit more to talk about. Uh, we'll get ahead and take our first break of the morning here on a big Monday, September the 11th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back and talk some high school football right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Jacob Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, 
How can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, uh, September 11th. We remember the people whose lives were lost uh, 22 years ago today. Anyway, in the meantime, high school football, uh, our local teams, um, uh, we had a so-so weekend with our local teams. Of course, uh, uh, Westgate just continues on uh, winning uh, as the uh, – the Tigers uh, put up uh, some big numbers uh, against Lake Charles College Prep. Usually a pretty good team. And uh, Westgate beats them 43-7 to uh, Friday night. And um, the Westgate Tigers look like they have another uh, strong team this year. Of course, earlier uh, last week, I should say, uh, the week before, they beat the uh, Yellow Jackets pretty strong, too. So Westgate, again, looking pretty good um, in that regard. Of course, um, they've got a lot of fine players. One, an LSU commitment, I think, a, uh, and a couple other kids that are being highly recruited. So uh, uh, the Westgate Tigers uh, continue to win. Meanwhile, the game Friday night we had right here on Kane uh, Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240, the Cathcart Panthers uh, showed their medal as they hold on to beat Parkview Baptist over at Panther Stadium. By a score of 14-10, to 10, Luke Landry, the junior sophomore quarterback, throws a couple touchdown passes. Calthakai's running game was adequate. Uh, we'll, of course, we'll have a lot more about that uh, this evening on the CHS Coaches Show a little after the news and weather at 6 uh, to about uh, 6.45 with Coach uh, Matt uh, Decimo who will come on to talk about the Panthers. Uh, Panthers look pretty good. They even their record up in 1-1. One and one. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, with that, uh, of course, the team that uh, beat the Panthers last week was Vermilion Catholic. They take down Ascension Episcopal uh, at Ascension Episcopal in Youngsville, 30-28, to 28, as the young quarterback, Dortez, uh, shows his uh, wares and uh, takes down uh, the Blue Gators, 30-28. Uh, uh, to 28. And uh, we were teasing, I think, Coach uh, Terry Martin last year as they not only beat Catholic, uh, they beat uh, – they the VC beat Catholic High, they beat Ascension Episcopal, and they beat Lorville. So uh, they basically won the district last year. And, uh, of course, VC still has to play Lorville, but uh, interesting. Uh, other scores around the area, Generette, they take down Morgan City, the Tigers. Uh, is Morgan, uh, I was asking the question to myself uh, Saturday morning, uh, is Morgan City still a 4A school? No, they're a 3A uh, they school 3A now, now. Okay. but... Yeah, their their football program is really going down. Uh, they're really suffering. And Generette's got some three or four really fine players, too, uh, in Generette this year. And uh, they beat uh, back Morgan City 24-7. to So hats off to the Tigers. Uh, they won last week also. They're 2-0 and on the season and uh, looking pretty strong So uh, in that district. Uh, meanwhile, in that district, uh, Hanson, uh, Hanson Memorial, uh, takes down uh, Delcom, uh, the Delcom Panthers, by a score of 49-14 to 14 as uh, Delcom, who had a lot of fine football players years here, last year in Parker LeBlanc and Wiggins, uh, the fine uh, uh, Jax Wiggins, the fine running back, linebacker for the Panthers. But uh, this year it's Hanson Memorial, 49-14. to 14 over And, and a game that was, by the way, finished on Saturday after it started Thursday. Uh, lightning delay, and they eventually bailed on Thursday night. It was 6 to nothing at the time. Uh, with about six minutes to go in the first quarter, but uh, obviously Hanson finished well at home Saturday afternoon. Anyway, uh, just a strange game uh, with that. Of course, the Yellow Jackets journey to uh, Sam Houston to Lake Charles area to take on uh, uh, and just uh, had a rough time. Uh, the Jackets get beat 41-7 to to a Sam Houston team, if my memory serves me correctly. I think Darby High beat Sam Houston last year in a regular season game, but that's a district game. Uh, Yellow Jackets come out on the short end. Uh, Coach uh, uh, Coach has got some uh, work to do with the Yellow Jackets as uh, they're now 0-2 in the year, playing two fine football teams in Westgate and Sam Houston. Uh, and Southside, not going to get any easier uh, in two weeks, Acadiana next week. And talk to Coach uh, Josh Learman on Saturday. Uh, Acadiana back to being Acadiana. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're right about that. In the meantime, uh, the Lorville Tigers traveled to De Quincey and shut out De Quincey by the Tigers by a score of 13 to zero. 
as Coach Terry Martin's team is now 2-0 and in the year and uh, looking pretty good, Jeff, uh, in that. They had a big win last week over Erath. Of course, Erath will journey to uh, Catholic High uh, this Friday night uh, to take on the Panthers in another big ball game for Coach uh, Matt Desimo as the uh, Bobcats. Uh, I was trying to see a score on them through the course of uh, – the uh, weekend they played at uh, North Vermilion Friday night. Didn't get to see a score on that, so I uh, don't know how the North, Bobcats, North Vermilion. Yeah, that's who uh, Erath the Bobcats. Twenty-three fifteen North Vermilion in triple overtime. Oh wow! Oh wow! Anyway, so uh, in the meantime, uh, the Bobcats and their fine passer will be coming uh, to Catholic High uh, Friday night. Pan- Panthers did a good job defensively. Uh, course i think they've could have lost one of their starters don't know if it be for the whole year but carson broussard had an ice pack on his knee after the game and it was on crutches so uh don't know the seriousness of his injury maybe uh coach desmo tonight on the chs coaches show will give us a little more update uh on his uh, health along with another player uh, i think that was hurt mitchell i think was hurt in the game also uh but i thought he came back l- later on anyway elsewhere some of the scores around the area too as uh st martinville traveled to crawley to take on the notre dame payos they get beat 27 to 7 not much more information on that game than what i have right now in front of me but but again for notre dame they had lost a tough one uh, i believe to south side the week before they did and so a uh, big comeback for them, uh, St. Martinville, now 1-1 one and one on the season. Uh, anyway, also with that, of course, St. Thomas Moore journeys to Alexandria to take on Alexandria Senior High, and uh, the Cougars come out 49-21 to 21 over Alexandria, and they, they, they again have another strong team this year for, uh, for St. Thomas Moore. And, uh, of course, uh, I believe they're 2-0 and in the year, too. Saw a couple other uh, high school games around the area, too. Uh, didn't get a score in Abbeville. They, I'm pretty sure they played Thursday night last week against Central Catholic out of Morgan City. Uh, just looking around some other state scores. But uh, also, we just want to give a tip of the hat to uh, Coach Scott Watney, former coach at Catholic High. Uh, they come out on top of uh, De La Salle by a score of 49-27. to 27. They played uh, Saturday evening. Uh, not sure which stadium they might have played in, but they down De La Salle uh, from St. Charles Avenue, 49-27. to 27. Holy Cross is 2-0 and in the year. They beat a, a likewise Holy Cross team from San Antonio the week before, I think 45 nothing. So hats off to Coach Scott Watney as his uh, – his team, uh, Holy Cross Tigers, uh, 2-0 and in the year uh, right now. Uh, just looking around, uh, some other scores. Uh, of course, another f- former Catholic high coach, uh, Coach Indes. Uh, I'm going to call him the old bald coach. Not bald coach, but bald coach. As, uh, he wears a, a Michael Jordan haircut. Uh, Lakeshore gets beat by Chalmette, 24-22 to in that regard. So, Coach uh, uh, Brent Indes, I believe, is 0-2 on the year. Uh, but but they, they've often not done well and this is even before Coach Indes took over, uh, their, their non-district schedule uh, may be a little tough, uh, but then they roll through their district. So. Yeah, they got beat by North Shore last week, a 5A school. Of course, Lakeshore, where Coach Indes is, it's a 4A school. Meanwhile, one other score I forgot to give up was the last, I think it was a Thursday night game, is Franklin down MLK uh, Charter out of New Orleans, 24-6 to So in that ball game. So uh, a lot of high school uh, football we're going to try to keep you up on during the course of the year. Katiana won big over Sulphur, too. I'm not sure what uh, Barbie Karenko, uh, what the outcome of that game was. Or It was Karenko, I think, but let me check. I've got it in front of me. Yeah, Karenko crushed him, 60-14. to Yow. Yeah. Over Barb. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if they're still recovering from uh, the storm, too. Uh, it's been two, two years, but wow. Lafayette High uh, took on the Como Spartans. Didn't see an outcome of that game. Southside, I think, beat uh, back should. Cecilia pretty bad, too, if my memory serves me correctly. Lafayette, uh, 2-0 and now. They beat Como 35-14. to And Southside, that's Cecilia. I uh, think Southside won that game pretty big, too, if my memory serves. 49 to 46. Oh, tight, wow. Tight it was a tight game. And uh, so uh, some games within the area uh, with that. So, uh, And by, by the way, we got a text from Ernie. Uh, indeed, Morgan City is a 4A school still. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm looking at their schedule. They're in the same district with Vanderbilt, uh, South Lafouche, South Terrebonne, Lutcher, even in that district, Ellender, uh, Assumption. But. 
they're one and one. They beat Berwick, uh, 3A school, 27 to 22 the week before in week one, but uh, now one and one after Generette beat them. Uh, so uh, a, lot, a lot going on. I thought, I don't know why, I thought uh, Morgan City had uh, dropped to a, uh, a 3A school, but a 4A school and Generette took them down. That's going to add some nice uh, points uh, onto mm-hmm. that uh, with the Generette Tigers, too, uh, with that. So, uh, wow, in the meantime. So, uh, with that, uh, uh, of course, uh, just quickly, uh, we got a few minutes left in this segment. Uh, Bob Rose will be on with us a little after 7.45. For, uh, he's the SI uh, beat writer for the New Orleans Saints. We'll talk about him with the Saints uh, win. The Saints hold on to win uh, in that regard. So, uh uh, pretty interesting. Uh, anyway, with that, uh, quickly, uh, just up in New York, uh, cause, of course, in Flushing Metal in the U.S. Uh, Open, Novak and Coco win titles uh, as Jokovic uh, uh, beats uh, Medvedev uh, 6-3, on Sunday to win his 24th major title, breaking the tie with Serena Williams for the most in the open area. Of course, uh, the the GOAT debate is Jokovic, 24 majors, Nadal, 22, Federer, 20, have won 66 of the past 80 Grand Slams, and all three have a case as the greatest of all time, but it's almost becoming almost impossible to argue against uh, Jokovic. Uh, anyway, to me, it's uh, similar when Tom Brady won his fourth Super Bowl, and there's still their debate about him and Joe Montana as the GOAT, uh, said uh, one writer. And uh, elsewhere, Brady goes and wins his fifth and then his sixth. Well, the debate is over. As for that, Coco Guff uh, beat uh, uh, Sablinka on uh, Saturday to win her first major. And you get a sense that maybe many more could come. She's only 19 years old and just a fine tennis player, too, in that regard. Uh, I've been playing good tennis for Three years now. Yeah, didn't she make a final of, uh, was it the French Open or was I, it the I'd be Wimbledon? Lying. I'd be lying. Yeah. But, but I, it, it, she, she's gone deep in several uh, big tournaments, that's yeah. for sure. Boy, you're not kidding about that. So uh, with that, of course, uh, uh, the AP poll, Texas jumps from uh, seven spots to number four, while Alabama falls to number 10. Meanwhile, Washington State and UCLA debuted uh, in uh, giving the Pac-12 Eight great teams right now, uh, Washington State, Oregon State, and they've also filed a legal complaint against the Pac-12 seeking control over what's left of the conference. Anyway, uh, football and politics collide uh, with that as uh, uh, just the debate. A lot of money is left on the table there. Who's going to get it? You know, all these teams breaking uh, away from uh, the Pac-12 Anyway, uh, we'll see. Um, and, of course, uh, trying to hold it together. Don't know if they're going to raid this, the Southwest. Anyway, uh, also, uh, Jeff, you know, the and uh, just quickly, um, uh, of course, uh, 22 years ago, we talked about that, how the world changed. Uh, more on this day. Of course, Pete Rose on this day uh, got his 4,192nd hit passing Ty Cobb for the most all-time. Rose, of course, maintains uh, the leader in hits, 42-56, the debate. You know, has been talking about, will he ever get into the Hall of Fame? Of course, he's been banned for baseball, for betting on games. And uh, you wonder, uh, of course, he got his 4,192nd hit, and I think they took two hits away from Ty Cobb over the years. Why, I don't know. But uh, that did happen uh, with that. Anyway, just looking for other just random. Uh, Actually, probably time to take a break here. Yeah, we can go ahead and take a break and get uh, Bob Rose on the phone to talk a little bit about the Saints. Of course, he's the uh, Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Saints. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, September 11th. We'll be back with Bob Rose right after this. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadow. Athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. 
Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Attention high school sports fans. Are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday morning, uh, September 11th. We remember those who lost their lives up on this day 22 years ago. But on the line with us, uh, Sports Illustrated beat writer for the Saints, Bob Rose. Good morning, Bob, and welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. It's been too long. Glad to be back with you. Happy, happy Monday. Uh, and I echo your sentiments. Uh, you know, uh, 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 fond memories and best wishes go out to everybody, uh, everybody's families who were affected uh, that, that horrible day 22 years ago. That's, that's right. And uh, with that, uh, Bob, of course, the Saints yesterday hold on to a 16-15 win over the Tennessee Titans. And uh, I, I just couldn't imagine. Derek Carr threw for over 300 yards in that game. And uh, I'm still shaking my head. The Saints uh, – Pretty much uh, didn't run the ball real well. Of course, Kamara being out of the game, Jamal Williams they're relying on, along with uh, Tony Jones, I think I handled it a few times. But uh, your thoughts uh, on the game yesterday? And, of course, it didn't start out with uh, Shahid right, uh, taking a, a fumble. And uh, before you know it, it's 3 nothing. Uh, Tennessee, the Saints defense just played tremendously yesterday, intercepting Tannehill three times, too. Uh, boy, I tell you, you couldn't. You couldn't script a better way for the energy to just get instantly sucked out of that super dumb crowd, right. uh, you know, than what Rashid Shaheed did. But I'll tell you what, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he rebounded nicely. He had himself a good game. Uh, you know, really that entire receiving core, him, Alave, uh, you know, led all receivers on the day. Uh, Michael Thomas had some nice moments. And, you know, like you said, I was really impressed with Derek Carr. Uh, he he actually became the first Saints quarterback since, or only the second Saints quarterback, uh, you know, in, in team history, to throw for over 300 yards in his team debut, uh, you know, and was the first Saints quarterback, uh, you know, to throw for 300 yards in a winning effort since Drew Brees did it clear back on Christmas Day in 2020. Uh, but like you pointed out, th- this game was won by the defense. Uh, you know, to to be put on their heels instantly after you know Shahid's fumble, uh, you know, and to respond like they did, you know, uh, uh, with with a three and out, holding Tennessee out of the end zone all day long. Uh, you know, th- I was a little bit concerned with their run defense early on, uh, but they really, uh, you know, they really battened down the hatches and tightened up in that aspect, uh, you know, down the stretch, and you know, three uh, three interceptions. To hold DeAndre Hopkins in check. I mean, I know Hopkins had seven catches, but they only went for 65 yards. And you know, really, really, you can't think off the top of your head. Uh, you know, any plays that Hopkins had that were you know, that, that were very con- uh, consequential. Uh, you know, certainly in the outcome of the game. Uh, I am concerned about the run. You know, the rushing attack. Uh, you know, and the pass protection from the you know from the Saints' offensive line. Make no mistake, this was a great win. Uh, you know, feels good. Always feels good to start off one and zero. Uh, you know, and this defense looks elite, like we thought it might. But they got some stuff to clean up on the offensive side. Yeah, that they do, and uh, didn't run the ball well at all. And Trevor Penning had a really a tough time against uh, Key, a former LSU Tiger, who I thought was the fifth back in the backfield <laughs> at one time for the Titans <laughs> against the Saints. And uh, of course, uh, Coach Allen said that uh, we got some things to clean up, and we're going to work with Trevor. We're not going to give up on him just after one game. And uh, he did some good things yesterday, but uh, 
just playing against an outstanding defensive end. He had a tough time early and uh, looked like they it gave him some help later on with some chip blocks and all. But uh, in the meantime, uh, he he didn't necessarily look like a number one draft choice early in the game. I can assure you. Uh, no, no, he certainly didn't, and you know that that was that had to be your biggest concern about the Saints' starting offensive line coming into the year. Uh, you know, I, I I still like Penning's feet, uh, you know, and, and the technical aspect of his game. Uh, you know, it, it certainly needs to develop, like you pointed out. He's a power blocker. He absolutely mauls opponents in the run game. Uh, but you know, you you know, and you know, with Carolina next up, and they you know they they've got that outstanding defensive end Brian Burns. Uh, they're they're watching a lot of film on Trevor Penning. Uh, you know, th- this week, and that has to be a concern for the Saints going in. But having said that, like you pointed out. I thought that Pete Carmichael and Derek Carr did a fabulous job of adjusting to that in the second half, giving Penning some help over there. Uh, you know, I noticed that, uh, you know, especially as the game progressed, that they were kind of rolling Carr out to the right a little bit more away from Penning's side. Uh, yeah, and you know, D- Derek, I thought, did a fantastic job under pressure. Uh, you know, yeah, he missed on some key throws, I realized, uh, but you know, he kept his poise. I know he threw an interception, but outside of that, he didn't really make any bad throws. Uh, you know, the uh, the kind of made you made you wiggle in your seat when you're watching the game. Yeah, and also, uh, you know, when uh, as you mentioned earlier in the game, it looked like uh, Derrick Henry's gonna run for 200 yards. I mean, yeah. he was just blowing through Saint defenders, and uh, they made some adjustments and held him. Uh, he ended the game with 15 carries for 63 yards with his long run early of 18 yards, and then you know, coming out of the backfield when he caught that pass and took off down the field, uh, it was around a 40, 45 yard. Uh, pass catch and run and uh i said well if they're gonna throw him the ball like that in the uh coming out of the backfield it could be a long afternoon for the saints but uh, the saints adjusted well as you mentioned and uh they did a good job uh, uh with that of course uh, it was a six to three game after the first quarter it ended up uh nine to six after at the half saints go on to score 10 points in the third quarter and then hang on as uh the uh, Titans uh, end up scoring a, a couple of field goals uh, in the fourth quarter, and the Saints come out with a 16 to 15 win. And uh, as you mentioned, one and zero, and nobody's going to remember this score to come in <laughs> December. But uh, the Saints' uh, next game, uh, Bob, uh, they head to uh, Carolina uh, to take on the Panthers, who uh, also came out in the short end of the score, and that's going to be. Well, I want to say that's either is that so uh, six Monday o'clock night? Monday yeah, game. an early game Monday Monday. night. So yeah. uh, uh, your thoughts, uh, were you able to see or gather any information on the Carolina Panthers in the Heisman Trophy uh, quarterback uh, uh, with Bryce Young? I, tell you, I, I was only able to watch a little bit of the Carolina film uh, you know, against Atlanta last night. Uh, but it, re- remember this: this is this is a Panthers franchise that really handed it to the Saints in each of the last two years when the Saints went up there to Charlotte, uh, and it was early in the season, uh, you know, on both occasions. So, uh, you know, Carolina's defense returns largely intact from that unit that bottled up New Orleans, except for the fact that they added. Uh, you know, they, they added some pieces in the secondary, and we, you know, we we know Carolina very well, being a divisional opponent. Uh, you know, they'll they'll get after you in the front seven. Uh, you know, so the Saints are going to have to shore up that offensive line. Looking at you, Trevor Penning, very very quickly. Uh, you know, offensively, we know that Carolina wants to sort of protect uh, you know, Bryce Young. Uh, by running the football and establishing balance, uh, they ha- they have a good running back, uh, you know, in the uh, in the name uh, by the name of Miles Sanders, who we recognize from Philadelphia. Uh, you know, so in, in in a lot of aspects, this Carolina team reminds you of the Titans squad that they just beat. It's a team that uh, that has a very good defense, uh, you know, that, that wants to run the ball and sort of protect their quarterback. Now. Looking at long term, I think Bryce Young you know, is going to be their face, the face of their franchise going forward. Uh, but you have to question, you know, Carolina's, you know, Carolina has issues along the offensive line. Uh, you know, they have all new receivers in DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, who, you know, Thielen didn't play yesterday, but we're, of course, very familiar with him, uh, you know, uh, with a, after his very good career with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, you know, so that, that secondary, who I thought played lights out, 
you know, yesterday for New Orleans. They're going to have to step up again, uh, you know, and make uh, you know, and make Bryce Young's life very, very difficult on Monday night, uh, you know, in, in in the primetime lights. I like the matchup on paper in in favor of New Orleans, but again, you know, the Carolina's beaten the Saints three of the last four times they've met, uh, you know, and really took it to them the last two times in Charlotte. So that has to be a concern for Dennis Allen and crew. Well, Bryce Young yesterday went 20 out of 38 for 146 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions, mm-hmm. uh, had a 48.8 uh, rating, quarterback rating. And as you mentioned, Sanders, 18 carries for 72 yards with a long of 10, but also a young man by the name of Hubbard, nine carries, mm-hmm. 60 yards, uh, along with uh, Bryce Young had three carries for 17 yards. Of course, uh, listeners uh, realize that uh, sacks go against the, the net passing yards, not ne- the uh, rushing yards. So every time a quarterback in the National Football League is sacked, it, the negative yardage uh, goes against uh, the passing yardage is the net. Uh, but uh, Young uh, threw for 146 yesterday, a little uh, just a shade over 50% with two picks. Uh, and as you mentioned, I'm not seeing the game at all. Uh, don't I know, saw uh, a little of it in the first half yesterday, and I thought Bryce uh, looked real good. Um, I, I thought um, he didn't obviously get uh, the support he needed, but but he put up numbers better than Joe Burrow yesterday, so you're going to walk away with that. Yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow had a tough time. Of course, this game, again, is going to be the first of a doubleheader next Monday night. Of course, we'll have you back on next Monday speaking a little mm-hmm. bit about that game. And uh, trying to recall uh, if the Saints, uh, were you aware of any injuries that might have taken place during the game uh, 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 for the Saints, uh, Bob, uh, yesterday? Yeah, actually one rather significant and disappointing one. Uh, you know, Peyton Turner. Uh, you know, who had a marvelous training camp, I thought, uh, you know, and was playing well early against the Titans yesterday. He left the game with a, with a foot injury that was later diagnosed to be a turf toe. Uh, you know, according to reports, is probably going to have to have surgery on it, which is going to put Peyton uh, you know, on the sidelines for probably the next few weeks or so. Uh, you know, so that's a big blow for that young man. It looked like the light was finally coming on for him. Uh, and you know, you're, you're disappointed to see it, but I'm I'm hoping that he could rebound quickly. Uh, you know, other than that, there were no significant injuries out of the game that you know, that, that we've been made aware of yet. All right. Well, with that, of uh, course, uh, uh, the injury reports usually come out on what Thursdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays during the season, and uh, of course, mm-hmm. the Saints playing Monday night. They might not come out till maybe Friday. In that regard, uh, of course, the Saints will tee it up. At uh, approximately six fifteen, is that that Jeff about right? I believe so, and he will need surgery. So uh, Peyton Turner is going to be out for a while. Yeah, turf toe. Those are strange injuries too. Uh, Everybody it was the saint that had the toe turf issue. Wasn't it Trevor Penning yes, last year? Yes. The, the yeah. starting left tackle, I think he he battled with that. And the turf toe, basically, for our listeners, is just a broken toe uh, or a fracture in your toe. It's not literally the turf scraping your toe with a scab or something like that <laughs> on it. You know, it's a it's a broken toe, basically, is what a turf toe is. And uh, those are tough injuries because that big toe, if it is, I'm sure it is the big toe. It usually is. Uh, and usually it's somebody getting stepped on uh, with another player's uh, foot. So, uh, anyway, Bob, um, your thoughts and uh, with regards to the uh, game and we go to wrap up uh, this segment of our show. Uh, again, I, you, know, you got to give the game ball to the entire Saints defense, uh, you know, specifically the secondary uh, you know, th- this is going to be a defensive team going forward. Uh, you know, even with all the uh, offensive additions that they made on that side of the ball this off season, uh, you know, I- I'm hoping that the running game uh, you know, can develop a little bit uh, because you know, the-, the the Saints aren't going to win too many football games if they're only averaging 2.5 per carry and getting 67 yards on the ground. I know Kamara's out, but we know that Jamal Williams can be a quality back. Uh, you know, so again, against Carolina, I look for for New Orleans to try to establish their balance early on. They don't want to rely on you know Carr and a pass-heavy system if they don't have to. Uh, but it's nice to see that the Saints have the weapons to get things done if that's if that's what they have to rely on. All right, Bob. Always a pleasure. Remind us again uh, how to find uh, all of your uh, respective work. 
Uh, always a pleasure joining you guys. Uh, glad football season's back. And, folks, you can follow me. I'm on Facebook, Bob Rose, R-O-S-E. I'm over on Twitter, at Bobby R 2613 uh, All of my published works are through the Saints News Network and at Saints News over on Twitter. You can check us out on the SI.com site, too, where we do the majority of the coverage for your New Orleans Saints. And don't forget to check out our show, The Bayou Blitz, uh, you know, comes every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, my host Brendan Boylan and I you know, uh, break, will break down obviously this past week's game, uh, you know, and give you uh, our best possible preview, uh, you know, for the upcoming Carolina game. So that check that one out too. If you miss it live, you can always go on YouTube and just look for Bayou Blitz and catch the show after the fact. All right, Bob. Again, appreciate it. We'll look forward to checking in with you next Monday as well. Looking forward to it, gentlemen. Have a great week. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Bob Rose, SI.com, and uh, many other avenues uh, to check his work out. Yeah, and he does a great job for uh, for us and uh, for his uh, site. Uh, go to and listen to podcasts and other uh, with Twitter and other uh, areas where he can be reached. Anyway, time to take our next break. Uh, well, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, September 11th. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday. As we remember the families from September 11th, 22 years ago today. Elsewhere, uh, in, um, I want to say I want to put a little plug in for fantasy football here. As uh, Of course, our league, the, the big uh, sandwich league. Uh, right now, fellas, as I'm leading our uh, league right now, going to the Monday night game right now, and as Jack Palance said on City Slickers, come and get me, come and get me, come and get me. Anyway, with that, uh, of course, Monday night football tonight, big game, too, for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets as he play, he play his first game uh, for the Jets up in New York as they host the uh, Buffalo Bills tonight. A 7.15 approximately kickoff as the Aaron Rodgers era begins officially in New York. Of course, uh, the gang green has gone eight straight games against Buffalo without scoring more than 20 points, and their record is 2-6. and six. Of course, Josh Allen is the first Bills quarterback uh, to start five straight season openers since uh, Jim Kelly did it uh, back in uh, 11th straight uh, from 86 to 96. Of course, uh, there's three ways to watch this game tonight. Of course, you can watch it on ABC. You can watch it on ESPN. And you can also watch the game on ESPN2 with the Manning cast. Peyton and Eli will give you some of their thoughts about the game. Of course, uh, 
anyway, Rogers is not afraid to talk about uh, the Jets Super Bowl. So we'll see. Of course, tonight, uh, the broadcast team on uh, national television, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be there. Of course, uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will embark on their 22nd season. It's hard to believe Troy Aikman's been out of the league that long. Yeah. Uh, together when uh, Monday Night Football kicks off uh, tonight, becoming uh, the longest-running uh, broadcast duo in NFL history. So uh, Is that right? Yeah, I, I can't believe that either. Uh, as they uh, the duo, they say, will pass uh, – uh, some of the others, and I'm trying to remember who. Some are all in Madden had yeah, to be together that, for yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. quite a bit. I think uh, that's the team. You're right. Uh, they were. Of course, I can remember Brookshire and uh, what was the one uh, that was. Uh, was Gowdy, maybe? No, Brookshire was the one thrown off well, with his uh, ugly remarks about the Louisville basketball team back in the day. Maybe it was Gifford and Brookshire. Maybe were they the number one team at one time uh, on CBS? Uh, I'm trying I don't know, to recall who was Brookshire. with uh, ABC for yeah. such a long time. But it was somebody with uh, Brookshire, uh, maybe Pat Summerall. It might have been Pat Summerall. It may have been. And uh, John Metaf that he got rid of Brookshire with the comments about Louisville's basketball team that uh, uh, they John Madden, uh, I guess, had retired uh, somewhere in the late 70s uh, and still a young man and uh, – the man wouldn't get on a plane either. He would he would travel around in a big bus, a uh, uh, big uh, RV, and uh, how he'd get around from place to place. And, of course, he brought the turducken to national television uh, back in the day. So uh, with that, uh, but it seemed like Brookshire and uh, and Summerall, I think they played – well, Brookshire played with the Eagles. Summerall played with the Giants, I do believe, was a kicker back in the day. Anyway, uh, so Monday Night Football uh, to wrap up the week finally. Of course, uh, again, collegiate football uh, on the agenda. I'm pretty sure then Thursday Night Football. I'm trying to remember who plays uh, this Thursday night uh, uh, with the uh, – let's see, Thursday night. It's going to be the the Giants licking their wounds, travel to San Francisco. That's uh, the Thursday night game, but that's the 21st. Uh, That's a – a week from uh, this Thursday night game is Minnesota at Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, with that. And uh, so, of course, uh, with the Monday night games, of course, the Saints will head off the first game. And uh, for the second game, it's going to be Cleveland at Pittsburgh. And uh, for that. And so, only an hour later. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, I'm sure one's on ESPN. The yeah. They're on ABC. Yeah. Cleveland at Pittsburgh is the ABC game. Of course, the Saints game as you mentioned, will be on ESPN, so uh, with that. Anyway, uh, time to look at today in sports history here on a big uh, September 11th as we uh, recognize the families uh, and the people that were lost on this day 22 years ago. Anyway, on this date, 1912, the Philadelphia second baseman, Eddie Collins, steals uh, Major League record six bases in one game as uh, the Tigers go on to uh, – or the uh, A's go on to beat uh, the Tigers – at Nevin Field 9-7. Elsewhere in this date, 1918, of course, uh, the Baseball World Series is being played due to the fact of World War One, and the Red Sox beat the Cubs 2-1 at Fenway for a 4-2 series win. It's the Sox' fifth World Series title and their last one until they beat the Cardinals in 4 for their first World Series title in 86 years. Meanwhile, uh, in 1923, after a single red, of uh, Red Sox, Edward Hermanke retires the next 27 Yankees in a row. Uh, of course, uh, a one-hitter, but uh, pretty impressive. It gives up a single to start the game off and then retires the next 27 Yankees back in uh, 1923. Also in this date, 1927, Babe Ruth hits his 50th home run on this date. Uh, his major league record 60 home run season. Of course, Ruth went on to hit 17 home runs in the month of September 1927. Also in this date, 1928, Ty Cobb has his last hitting appearance as he pops out against the Yankees to end his uh, fabulous career. Also in this date, 1936, A's pitcher Horace Lesby gives up 26 hits in a game. You'd think his manager would have thought uh, maybe to pull him after 10 hits. Anyway, uh, also in this date, 1956, Cincinnati Reds outfielder Frank Robinson ties a rookie record hitting his 38th home run. I think Mark McGuire ended up setting that, hit 49 his rookie year, and it seemed like did Alonzo break that yes, rookie record? Hit about 50, three years ago. 52 in that year. 
Elsewhere on this date, 1959, Elroy faces 22-game winning streak comes to an end as the Dodgers beat the Bucks 5-4. Elroy Face that year was 18-1. Elsewhere on this date, 1966, Johnny Miller becomes the uh, first New York Yankee, not the golfer, to hit a home run in his first major league at bat and hit his second home run in his final major league at bat in 1969. So he went three years without hitting a homer and then hit one in his first, hit one in his last at bat. Also on this date, 1976, Minnie Minoso bats for the White Sox after a 12-year hiatus. Of course, he went hitless. I even think they tried to get him to hit in the 80s. uh, 80s or 90s. And I think the commissioner put a stop to that. Anyway, uh, no Eddie Goodells. Anyway, also on this date, 1983, uh, Pittsburgh running back Franco Harris runs for 118 yards in the Steelers' 25-21 win at Green Bay, only the third player in NFL history to rush for 11,000 yards on this date. Also in 1985, we talked about that, Pete Rose passing Ty Cobb, gets his base hit, good trivia question, off of Eric Show uh, to get his 4,192nd hit. Also on this date in 1991, Atlanta Braves, Kent Merker, Mark Wohlers, uh, Alejandro Pena pitched the first combined no-hitter in the National League as the uh, Braves beat the Padres 1-0. Also in this date, 1994, U.S. Open men's tennis, Andre Agassi wins his first U.S. title, beating Michael Stitch of Germany. Also, birthdays on this day. Boy, some big names here. Birthdays on this day. Born in 1913, Paul Bear Bryant, of course, the renowned Alabama coach, born in Moorbottom, Arkansas. Of course, Bear Bryant passed away in January of 83. Also born on this day in 1916, the man that got the the NFL films going, Ed Sable, uh, was born on this date. Of course, Ed Sable passed away in 2015. He was born in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Also born on this day, Cowboy coach Tom Landry, born in 1924 on this day. Of course, Tom Landry passed away in 2000 of uh, some type of leukemia. Uh, of course, he played for the Giants from 49 to 59 and was a coach there afterwards and then took over the Cowboy job in 1960 and uh, coached the Cowboys till 1988 when uh, uh, Jerry Jones decided to move on from him. He was born in Mission, Texas, by the way, in 1924. Also born on this date, uh, for, uh, born in St. Rose's uh, All-Pro uh, uh, Safety, Ed Reed was born on this date, 1978. Uh, of course, NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 04, five-time first-team All-Pro, born in St. Rose, Louisiana. Passing away on this date, some notable names. Uh, dying on this date in 2002, Johnny Unitas passed away on this date. Of course, a quarterback with the Colts and forgot he had played the last year or so with the Chargers. Died of a heart attack at 69 years old. Also uh, dying on this date, too, I remember as the bowling announcer and also doing some big football games. Uh, Chris Schenkel passed away on this date in 05. Sportscaster and Monday Night Fights and uh, dies. And promoter of beer in a bottle. That's right. That's right. I, I remember this campaign back in the 70s, maybe into the 80s, but uh, the idea Drink your beer out of a bottle. Not, not necessarily a particular brand, but it was like the glass industry su- supporting it. Uh, I got a kick out of that. Yeah, Chris Shanko also was in the uh, movie uh, uh, Kingpin uh, doing the announcement, <laughs> and the bowling pins uh, with Woody Harrelson. Anyway, uh, also passing away this day, just I, I don't know why I remembered him, uh, just a longtime center for the Minnesota Vikings, Mick Tingelhoff. Passed away on this date. He was a six-time first-team All-Pro uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. He dies at the age of 81. The quote of the day uh, today goes uh, to John Unitas. Uh, Unitas, uh, uh, kind of not real uh, outspoken, but uh, he said, uh, there is a difference between conceit and confidence. He said, conceit is bragging about yourself. Confidence means you believe you can get the job done. And John Unitas famously known as the first quarterback with the two-minute drill as uh, Unitas uh, led the Colts to the uh, way they call it, the game of the uh, greatest game ever played when the uh, Colts beat the New York Giants in overtime when Allen, the horse, Michi, scores late in overtime or in the overtime to bring the world title to the Baltimore Colts. Here, here he was, Chris Schenkel, I had to look this up. He was the spokesman for Owens, Illinois' Good Taste of Beer advertising campaign Began in 75, continued through the remainder of the decade. Uh, so, again, the good taste of beer in a bottle. In a bottle. And uh, today, long necks uh, pretty much make up the uh, beer industry uh, in that regard. 
Anyway. A couple of notes here, too. Right. Um, we were talking about broadcast teams. Forget about Jack Buck and Hank Stram. These weren't necessarily 22 years uh, together, but some great teams, uh, Jack Buck and Hank Stram, uh, Dick Enberg, Merlin Olsen, uh, a lot of those right. NBC, uh, AFC, NBC AFC games uh, in the uh, 80s, uh, maybe late 70s into the 80s. Of course, Michaels, uh, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth have had a pretty good run for a while. And uh, let's see, one other one. It was Pat Summerall, Tom Brookshire uh, for a long time, and then Summerall and Madden for a long time. Now, this is a ranking of this guy's favorite, but you can't forget Frank Gifford, Don Meredith, and Howard Cosell. Oh, wow. Yeah, Monday Night Football, too. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, that's uh, Today in Sports History. Jeff here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Don't forget, chip shots at 5 to uh, 6, along with the CHS Coaches Show tonight with Coach Matt Desimo talking about his big win over Parkview Baptist. Absolutely. Thanks again to Bob Rose joining us, and also thanks to our sponsors, welcoming back as a sponsor to the show, Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Headache and Pain Center, Canro Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.